Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hi, everyone, and welcome. I'm Patricia Raskin, and welcome to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. We are in our 21st year here on Voice America and very happy to be with you. And this program is really all about turning your obstacles into opportunities and your problems into solutions and living your best life. And today we're certainly talking about all of that in terms of your health. And my guest today is Dr. William Davis, and he is the author of the new book, Supergut, a four-week plan to reprogram your microbiome, restore your health, and lose weight. Dr. Davis is a preventive cardiologist and author of the groundbreaking number one New York Times bestselling book, Wheat Belly, three other New York Times bestsellers as well, Wheat Belly Cookbook, Wheat Belly 30 Minutes or Less Cookbook, and Wheat Belly Total Health, and several other books that include Wheat Belly, 10-Day Grain Detox, and Undoctored. And uh, he champions insights and strategies that empower individuals, and very happy to have him here. He served as the Director of Cardiovascular Fellowship and Assistant Professor of Medicine at Case Western University Hospital. Welcome, Dr. Davis. Well, thank you, Patricia. Uh, good, good to have you. All right, so you know, let's talk a little bit about this. Um, you know, over the past fifty to one hundred years, with our industrialized agriculture and food, we've had over overexposure to antibiotics. We've had overexposure to chemicals and our diet and the environment, and it's altered our human my- microbiome, and it's altered the microbes that dwell within our gastrointestinal tract. So we don't often recognize it. So these changes have posed threats to our health. And so what you're looking at today is something called super gut. It's how do we introduce our bodies to those microbial species that once lived in our ancestors. So we're going to talk about that today. So tell us a little bit about this new book, Super Gut, and how it's kind of, um, you know, a follow-up to Wheat Belly or how it's different. Sure, Patricia. So the wheat belly experience, worldwide experience, uh, millions of people showed just how powerful it was in losing weight and reversing fatty liver, reversing type 2 diabetes for many people, reducing blood pressure without medications, getting rid of skin rashes. But it wasn't 100% in everybody. There were some people who hit plateaus. For instance, people might say something like this, I lost 58 pounds following wheat belly lifestyle, but I have another 40 to go, and I'm stuck at a weight loss plateau. Well, my blood sugar plummeted, I'm off insulin and a couple of diabetes medications, and my hemoglobin A1C, that measure of long-term blood sugar, mm-hmm. uh, is dropped from a terrible 12.7% down to 5.8%, which is just short of ideal, which is 5.0% or less. Or somebody had relief from rheumatoid arthritis, and got off the biologic medicine that saved them $4,000 a month in a copay, mm-hmm. but they're mm. still on occasional ibuprofen or other drugs because of flare-ups. So I asked, what could possibly be persistent? And I looked to the microbiome for answers, and Patricia, I found a ton of, of interesting, powerful, and actionable answers. Oh, and that, yeah, and I'd love to know about that. I want to ask you one thing before you begin, and that is, one of the things you didn't mention was arthritis. Does this also help with arthritis? 
Uh, it can, because one of the things that, one of the great discoveries that came out of Europe in 2007, many of us for many years have, have uh, suspected there's a process called gut leak, that is the contents of your GI tract, somehow gain entrance into your bloodstream and to other parts of the body. That was finally validated by an excellent research group from Belgium, and they showed that this process, it's called endotoxemia, it tells us how microbes living in the GI tract can export their byproducts, their breakdown products, into the mm-hmm. bloodstream. And that's why mm-hmm. people who have disrupted bowel flora can experience it as rosacea or psoriasis in the skin or as joint pain of arthritis mm-hmm. or fibromyalgia or mm-hmm. in the brain as depression or Parkinson's disease or Alzheimer's dementia. So the microbes in the GI tract have implications for every organ in the body, including the joints. Mm, important. All right. So talk now about what the microbiome is exactly. So it's this thing, ironically, Patricia, that we all ignored for, for until recently. We'd throw a bomb into its midst like an antibiotic. Most of us mm. have taken about 30 courses of antibiotics just by reaching age 40. And of course, many more after that. For children, there's about 1,300 prescriptions written every year for every 1,000 children. So as a mm. society, we are massively overexposed to antibiotics. And the CDC tells us that about half of them are inappropriate or unnecessary. So we're overexposed to antibiotics, often given to us, for instance, just in case it turns into a bacterial infection or for a viral infection. Mm-hmm. And so, and there's other factors, of course. There's food additives. Preservatives in food, common preservatives, disrupt the microbiome. Uh, the emulsifying agent, mixing agent, the ice cream, salad dressing, peanut butter also disrupt the microbiome. Other drugs like statin cholesterol drugs and anti-inflammatory drugs, uh, stomach acid blocking drugs, birth control pills, these all disrupt the human microbiome. That's, of course, on top of what's happened with antibiotics. So one of the great consequences of all this is that we've lost many, many species that performed important functions for our health and, in their place, unhealthy microbes, mostly stool microbes, have proliferated. Mm -hmm. And in many people, I think more than one in three have this condition where unhealthy stool microbes and other species have ascended up into the small bowel where they don't Mm. belong. And Mm. that's crucial because, you know, the colon where bacteria is supposed to stay has a very thick and durable two-layer mucus barrier. The small bowel where bacteria aren't supposed to be, certainly not in numbers and not by stool microbes, has a single fragile layer of mucus. And so the breakdown products of these bacteria, trillions of them, 30 feet of GI tract, small bowel and colon, enter the bloodstream. That's that endotoxemia. It tells us that virtually all human disease needs to be reexamined, reconsidered in light of this finding, because it's now become clear that a disrupted microbiome is either the cause or at least a fact that worsens numerous health conditions. So here's my question. How does the microbiome get back up you know, move upward? Is it, is it getting stuck because of what we're eating? Or, I mean, how is it moving upward? Why is eating other foods helping the microbiome to move down? That's what I want to know. It's likely from loss of important species. One of my favorite microbes in the world is the lactobacillus ruteri, R-E-U-T-E-R-I, 
named after the German microbiologist who discovered it, Dr. Gerhard Reuter, who recovered it from breast milk, human breast milk, in 1962. Well, back then, he found it easy to find this microbe in humans. He found it in their stool. He found it in their breast milk. He found it in numerous people. As his career went along many years, over decades, he found it more and more difficult to find rotorite in humans. You know, that microbe is in indigenous populations, like the people living in the jungles of New Guinea. They all mm. have rotorite. Your dog has it, the chipmunk, the squirrel outside, the raccoon. They all have rotorite. But less than 1 in 20 modern people have it, likely because it's so susceptible to common antibiotics like ampicillin that you may have taken for a sinus infection or upper respiratory infection. Well, rotorite colonized the entire GI tract, small bowel and colon, and we've lost it. And rotorite is very important in maintaining control. So it's one example of a very important microbe. Now, by the way, when you restore it, and we restore it in very high numbers by, by fermenting it as a yogurt, uh, when you restore rotorite, not store-bought yogurt, something different, but when we restore this microbe, it, it takes up resonance in the entire GI tract and sends a signal to your brain to release the hormone oxytocin. Mm -hmm. Your listeners may recognize that hormone because it's the hormone of love and empathy. So people say things like, you know, I, I like my spouse better. I like mm -hmm. my family better. They're less annoying. I like my coworkers better. I understand other people's points of view better. The ladies love this microbe because they get an explosion in dermal collagen and start losing their wrinkles, typically about mm. eight weeks after restoring it. And mm. there's restoration of youthful muscle and strength. The ladies get preservation of bone density, uh, an effect on a par with a prescription drug with none of the costs, hassles, or side effects. Yeah. It increases libido. It increases the erotic content of your dreams. Uh, sleep is deeper. So, in, in other words... This one microbe, so better mm -hmm. empathy for other people, desire for human connection, restoration of strength and muscle, preservation of bone density, smoother skin, deeper sleep. I don't think, Patricia, it's a stretch to say just this one microbe restored and, and lost by most humans, but when restored, turns the clock back 10 or 20 years. Yeah, amazing. And what you're saying is this is a microbe microbiome that we had years ago, people who are in more indigenous cultures and living off the land more might still have that, correct? That's right. In one study, for instance, of a tribe in New Guinea, these are people who are just about two generations away from cannibalism. So it's a very primitive life. They hunt and gather. They dig in the dirt for roots and tubers. They spear animals, eat the brain, heart, tongue, <laughs> other organs, as mm. well as meat. These people all have rotorite. We, hardly anybody has it anymore. And so that's, and of course, we're restoring it at high numbers. That's one of the things I did. When you get some of these microbes that you, that you purchase commercially, you're often sold very low counts of bacteria, like hundreds of millions, which sounds like a lot, but in bacteria, it's almost nothing. That's why the stuff you buy in the store as yogurt has almost no biological effect because when you ferment something, you allow bacteria to double. They don't have sexual reproduction. They have so-called asexual reproduction, where one microbe doubles itself and becomes two, becomes four, and so on. Well, rotary, for instance, doubles every three hours, 100 degrees Fahrenheit. Well, commercial odor manufacturing is a four-hour process. You can, it's hard to anything in there. And the odor, the bacteria, we ferment for 36 hours, 
Right. The long fermentation, we form something called flow cytometry on the yogurt, that contains about 250 billion counts of bacteria, so a thousand-fold more than the stuff you buy in the store. Right, and that's so, part of the reason why we have these huge effects. All right. So what we're going to do is when we come back after the break, we're going to clear up the sound a little bit here, too. Um, but when we come back, let's talk about what you can do to restore that microbiome so that we can have all of these, you know, incredible qualities back in our system, you know, that are natural that you've talked about, Dr. Davis. So my guest today is Dr. William Davis. He is the best-selling author of the groundbreaking book, Wheat Belly and Wheat Belly Cookbook. And his newest book is Supergut, a four-week plan to reprogram your microbiome, restore your health, and lose weight. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. And we'll be right back with Dr. Davis right after the break. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Listen for Go to Health Radio, featuring host Jonathan Marks and health experts from around the world who bring evidence-based education from Western, alternative, and holistic practices. We bring together you, seeking relevant and proven information for your healthcare needs and reputable healthcare experts and companies who offer quality education for your benefit. Monthly, we also share continuing education for medical professionals. Listen live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. What are the labels that identify us? Who are we and how do we figure out our place in the world? Do we own our narrative? If you were to create your biography today, what would it say about you? Listen for Dropping In with host Diane Dewey, the author of the award-winning memoir, Fixing the Fates. Diane and her guests will give their version of finding themselves. Find out about your authenticity by dropping in every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone. We are back. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. My guest today is Dr. William Davis, MD, who is a preventive cardiologist and author of the groundbreaking number one New York Times selling book, 
Wheat Belly, and three other New York Times bestsellers, Wheat Belly Cookbook, Wheat Belly in 30 Minutes or Less Cookbook, Wheat Belly Total Health, and other books, including Wheat Belly 10-Day Grain Detox and Undoctored. He is a graduate of the St. Louis University School of Medicine with training in internal medicine and cardiovascular disease and advanced training in angioplasty at the Case Western Reserve University Hospitals, where he was also the director of the Cardiovascular Fellowship an assistant professor of medicine, and he champions insights and strategies that empower individuals in their health. So welcome back, Dr. Davis. Okay. Thank you, Patricia. Um, yeah. So let's talk about the microbiome. And you said, you know, it, it, we're not going to get it in yogurt, even though we think we might. So talk about how do we find this microbiome that is going to restore our health that we've kind of lost um, and explain that to us. So, Patricia, what I do is to keep people from getting overwhelmed by all this, I tell them, think of it like going to a restaurant. When you walk into a restaurant, the, the waitress hands you a menu. You don't freak out and say, I can't possibly order all these appetizers, main dishes, and desserts, right? You pick and choose the dish you want. Same thing here. You pick the microbe you want for the effect you want. If you want smoother skin and deeper sleep and liking people better, we're going to ferment lactobacillus rotari. If you want a smaller waist beyond what you achieve with diet, let's ferment lactobacillus gasseri. If you want a reduction in arthritis pain in your knee or hip, let's ferment bacillus coagulans. If you want a healthier baby, less likely to have asthma, type 1 diabetes, uh, autoimmune diseases, uh, fewer bowel movements, cut in half, by the way, fewer diaper changes from mom and dad, and as an older child, much healthier, higher IQ, less likely to become obese, let's restore bifidobacter infantis. So you can pick and choose. Now, that's a really powerful strategy. But the, best, the most important thing that people can do to rebuild their microbiome is not a probiotic. Probiotics have a role, but the current crop of probiotics are very crude, and several, some of the new science has to be factored in before they become really and truly effective. In the meantime, the most important thing listeners can do is to do what their grandmothers did, which is make fermented foods or buy fermented foods, kefirs, real yogurt, not the garbage in this grocery store, <clears throat> Fermented mm -hmm. meats, fermented vegetables. And this should be a nearly no-cost process. You can ferment them on your own, on your kitchen counter. I have several batches of vegetables fermenting on my kitchen counter. So the microbes, when you ferment foods, microbes mm -hmm. ferment the food. And you get a crop of very healthy and powerful microbes with wacky names like Leuconostoc mesenteroides, Pediococcus pentasaceus. These are very, very important. Oddly, they, don't, they only take up residence near GI tract probably for days and no more than weeks, but they somehow allow the restoration of healthy microbes. New, it's not quite clear how that works. Are, are these healthy microbes latent? But that science has been worked out. When you consume fermented foods, there's proliferation of, of healthy species. Many of the species that were diminished come back. Mm. Where do we find this, though? Do we need to go to a health food store? Do we need to order it online? How do we find these? So for fermented foods, there's two ways. You can ferment just from vegetables. So I, for instance, have on my kitchen counter uh, in saline. You do have to filter your water or get distilled water because the chlorine and fluoride kill microbes. So you do have to get filtered water. You use non-iodized sulfurs. So we have to get rid of all the uh, antibacterial compounds surrounding us. 
and we put some salt in there, about a tablespoon and a half per quart of water. And then we take vegetables. I took, for instance, uh, cherry tomatoes, cut them in half, added some garlic cloves I, I chopped, and some basil leaves, and let them sit on the counter for about three days. This is all described in the Super Gut Book. There's actually very many good websites and books that had to ferment foods. You know, we've all forgotten this very simple thing. When home refrigeration became a thing in 1927, when Frigidaire learned how to use Freon as refrigerant, we all lost interest in eating fermented foods because fermentation was a way to preserve food. You know, if you didn't have a refrigerant, how would you keep the green peppers and lettuce fresh through the wintertime, you know, six months mm. of winter? Well, one of the ways was to ferment it. So you can, I have foods that have been fermenting for weeks to months, and they're delicious. People were suspicious because they see that soupy liquid that's full of bacteria. They confuse it with rot, and it's not rot. It's fermentation. Mm -hmm. Those Mm. microbes also played a crucial role in your health. And they shouldn't be refrigerated. They should sit out on your counter. You can, as long as you want them to ferment, it depends on which vegetable you're using, depends, some, you can, you can ferment with the microbes that are resident naturally on the exterior of a vegetable, like on the exterior of, say, eggplant or cabbage, or you can buy starter cultures. And by the way, once you ferment something, let's say yogurt or vegetables, and you use a starter culture, so let's say you're going to ferment, let's say, lactobacillus broderi, you do buy it the first time. But you never have to buy it again because you make subsequent batches from a little bit of a prior batch. So take maybe a tablespoon or two of a prior batch of yogurt, for instance. Use that to make your next batch. And by the way, we start with organic half and half if you're going to use dairy. Uh, Organic Mm -hmm. half and half, because I also reject this notion that we need to follow low-fat, non-fat, which is nonsense. The healthiest component of dairy is the fat. There are Mm -hmm. issues with dairy, no question, the proteins and hormones, etc. But the least problematic component of dairy is is the fat. So there's no Mm -hmm. reason to have non-fat or low-fat. Yeah, I have to ask you this, because I'm listening to you very carefully, and I'm thinking, how in the world do you go out to eat in a restaurant? Do you? Can you? (laughs) I I do. You do have to be careful. You know, back to the wheat belly conversation, those of us who have been wheat and grain free for more than a few weeks or months can get quite ill when we get exposed. We do have to ask what's in the gravy. Is Is the fish breaded? We have to ask those kinds of questions. But, you know, if you have a steak or a piece of salmon with some asparagus or a salad with with, uh, oil and vinegar, there's many great. And, by the way, if you do choose to be wheat and grain-free, which can be a really important starting place, Patricia, in this journey back to health, mm-hmm. uh, despite the ridiculous dietary guidelines that tell us that grain should be the centerpiece of health, that is, that is tragically awful advice that impairs health uh, when you get rid of it. Now, that it, it's very telling, I think, that when we get re-exposed, we get very ill. Diarrhea, abdominal pain, bloating. If you had relief from a skin rash or joint pain or some other process, it comes back. It comes back sometimes for months. And it takes a long time to recover. So those of us who have been wheat and grain free are very careful about not getting re-exposed. Hmm. What What's your feeling about things like raw fish, as in sushi, things like that? I, I, are you a, what, What's your feeling? What What do you think? You know, sashimi is delicious. My mom was Japanese, so I, I, I'm no stranger to, to sashimi, raw fish. Uh, and, you know, you have to be careful of the source. There are parasites in, in raw fish. 
But modern fish served as sashimi is, is pretty safe. I, I can't tell you what's any healthier than cooked fish, but mm-hmm. from a culinary standpoint, it, it, it can be delicious. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I was um, my my question was was there any danger in it when you were talking about bacteria and issues? So that was my question about that. But um, okay. Well, it should so, be fresh, of course. Okay. But yes. you can also ferment fish. You know, this mm. is very popular in Asia. You know, the Koreans uh, eat fermented fish, but also eat kimchi at virtually every yes. meal, fermented cabbage with other yeah. ingredients. And, you know, we can't say it's cause and effect relationship, but the South Koreans have the lowest instance of heart disease in the world. Mm. Mm, that's so interesting. What about um, when you can buy kimchi or some of these fermented uh, sauerkraut in the grocery store? And they're rather expensive, you know, but I've seen them where there's, they're fermented, they're by a special brand, and they're in the refrigerator department. What do you think of that? You know, I, I'm grateful that some manufacturers are doing that, but the same issue applies. That is, you know, if you have a shoe factory and it takes you three hours to make shoes, and your competitor takes a week to make shoes. Who's going to make more money? Right? So in any kind of commercial mm-hmm. production, you try to go as fast as possible. Same thing here. So what I do is if, if for convenience, when you, some of your listeners want to buy the pre-fermented foods, I leave them out on the counter for several days. So I have a container of kimchi. Kimchi is a lot of work. So I'll buy it commercially and leave it on the counter for three, four, five days and let it ferment further. Likewise with kombucha, kefirs and other foods, leave them out. Let them ferment longer. How long depends on the food and the, the temperature. You know, if you live in Florida, you may uh, have a different temperature, of course, living in Wisconsin. Uh, but let them ferment further so that you, because when you let them ferment further, you increase the microbial counts hugely. It's an exponential increase, not, a, not, not like one, two, three. It's like one, mm-hmm. ten, hundred thousand, like that. Mm, fascinating. All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll talk more about all of this. We'll talk more about Super Gut. Um, my guest is Dr. William Davis, and he's the number one New York Times bestselling author of the book Wheat Belly. And Super Gut is a four-week plan to reprogram your microbiome, restore health, and lose weight. And when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about Wheat Belly and about, you know, why it's been such a bestseller and uh, Dr. Davis's stand on eating wheat and being uh, wheat-free and why. And then we'll talk more about the microbiome. We'll talk more about um, these bacteria that are not good for us, where there's small intestinal growth, uh, overgrowth, or microbes that just hijack human health. So we'll talk more about that when we come back with Dr. William Davis, who's a preventative cardiologist and author of the groundbreaking book, The New York Times Bestselling Wheat Belly. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice, and we will be right back. America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. 
planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania, and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance of success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. If you're looking for a radio program focused on reinventing public education, look no further. Let's Reinvent School with Ross Danis will have you graduating with a new perspective on the public system and offer insight on what needs to be changed. Let's Reinvent School, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Did you know that millions of people around the world do not have children? And yet the personal and professional experiences of people without children remain largely unacknowledged across cultures and within our personal networks. Public and workplace policies, media narratives, and educational content often reflect an unconscious bias, rendering our experiences invisible. New Legacy Radio engages these missing conversations with the voices of our community and allies and through committed action for meaningful change. New Legacy Radio, Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on Voice America. America's Voice. We're in our 21st year. And we're talking today about gut health. My guest is Dr. William Davis, MD, who's a preventative cardiologist. His new book is Super Gut, a four-week plan to reprogram your microbiome, restore health, and lose weight. And he is a uh, preventative cardiologist, and he's author of the groundbreaking book, that was the New York Times bestseller, Wheat Belly, and three other Wheat Belly books, cookbooks and um, total health books about wheat and wheat belly. So, Dr. Davis, take us, you know, tell us a little bit about wheat belly and why gluten-free and wheat-free is so important, and share a little bit about that with us, please. Well, Patricia, I got started on the whole wheat angle because I wanted to give people a better way to control heart disease risk. We were scanning people with heart scans to generate what's called a coronary calcium score because calcium occupies 20% of total atherosclerotic plaque volume. Well, if you put people, if you do nothing with these scores, normal score is zero, no plaque, no calcium. But people are coming through the scanner getting scores of 500, 1,000, and then freaking out. Of course, my colleagues, many of whom are unscrupulous, put people through unnecessary procedures because these people are scared. Let's do a heart catheterization. See if you need a preventive stent or bypass surgery, which is mm. awful. It's malpractice, but it's done all the time. I wanted better tools to give people to put a stop to this increase in coronary calcium score because it goes up 25% per year if you do nothing and it gets you closer and closer to dying or a heart attack. 
Well, if you take what my colleagues to this day still call optimal medical therapy, baby aspirin, a high dose of a statin cholesterol drug, uh, exercise, and a low-fat diet, how fast does it increase? 25% per year has zero impact on the progression of that score, progression of mm. coronary atherosclerosis. So I looked for, it took me some time to figure this out, but it led to very important lessons like vitamin D. When I added vitamin D, it was the first time I saw scores plummet. 800 mm. dropping to 450, something like that. Mm. But I also wanted better tools than cholesterol because it was clear to me, even 20-some years ago, that cholesterol was this outdated, almost useless measure, and reducing cholesterol was a fool's errand. So if you do more advanced testing, such as what's called advanced lipoprotein, to so look at the actual particles that cause heart disease, you see everybody's got small LDL who has coronary disease. Well, the only foods that cause small LDL particles, not LDL cholesterol, LDL particles are grains and sugars, wheat, grains, and sugars. So I took wheat out of the diet. But Patricia, what surprised me was beyond seeing small LDL particles drop, maybe 2,000 to zero, <laughs> dramatic effects, People would say, you didn't tell me I would lose 73 pounds. You, mm. you didn't tell me my blood sugar would drop so low I have to stop the insulin, get off the other drugs. You didn't tell me that my rheumatoid arthritis would improve so much I get off the biologic drug. And so it led to, inadvertently, it led to this in, incredible insight that the food that all dietitians, dietary guidelines that most of my colleagues urge you to have in every meal, when you remove it, wonderful things happen. Mm. Wow. Just from that, just from that one thing. So what do you suggest? Uh, how do we know if something has a weight in it? Do we just buy gluten-free breads and gluten-free pastas? Sadly, you know, when there's a buck to be made, people come out of the woodwork to, to, to sell you things that are horrible. Gluten-free processed foods are awful. So we, one of the reasons that wheat has so many problems is it raises blood sugar sky high. And that's because mm. it has a unique carbohydrate in it called amylopectin A. So ounce for ounce raises blood sugar higher than table sugar. So few foods raise blood sugar or, by the way, cause heart disease via small LDL, more than wheat. Very few things. What foods mm. are worse than wheat? Cornstarch, rice flour, tapioca starch, and potato flour. The four main ingredients in gluten-free foods. Yes. So gluten-free processed foods, like bagels and bread and pasta, cause extravagant weight gain, cause mm. heart disease by provoking small LDL particles, raise triglycerides, cause fatty liver, oh. cause weight gain. <laughs> in other words, they're awful. And yet wow. that industry continues to grow double-digit rates. Okay, so let me ask you this. What about breads, and I don't like to use brand names, but I will in this case, like Ezekiel, you know, that's made from the Bible with all the grains, I mean, biblical grains, I would say. Um, what about that, that just has the grains? It reminds me of low-tar cigarettes. In other words, mm. if you take one thing and reduce it, does it are, is cigarette smoking now healthy? Of course not, right? <laughs> Same thing here. If by sprouting, you reduce right. some of the toxic components. You reduce the wheat germ and gluten in a little bit. You reduce the glide in a little bit. You reduce some of the animal, but they're all still there. And so it, it, it's a little bit less harmful. I wouldn't say it's healthy. It's less harmful. So, what so you just do, like low-tar cigarettes. So what do you do if you love bread and you love pasta? What do you do? Just not eat them anymore? 
Well, here's something very important for you listeners to know. So the gliadin protein in wheat, people say gluten, but it's actually the gliadin protein within gluten, is not digestible by humans. So if you eat an egg or eat a piece of pork chop, you, your body breaks those proteins down into single amino acids. That's how it's supposed to go. And then your body turns it into skin and hair and eyes, joints, etc. When you eat the gliadin protein of wheat, the best your digestive system can do is break it down into small fragments, four or five amino acids long, peptides. These peptides are very unique, and they cross into the brain, and they bind to the opioid receptors of the brain, and that they act as very powerful appetite stimulants and cause addictive behavior. So in the 1980s, Big food recognized this, and that's when you, you, we all saw all processed foods had some wheat or grain component in it to stimulate appetite. So that's why people say, oh, I love I can't do without it. And, by the way, when you stop eating it, there's a withdrawal process. There's five days of nausea, headache, depression, uh, and, and sometimes even suicidal thoughts in those five days. But once you're through it, you feel wonderful, and you realize that you were never in control of your appetite because you were being exposed to an appetite stimulant. Mm. So again, I think the question still is, if you like bread or pasta, what do you do? Because <laughs> <laughs> there are people uh, out there listening to this insurance. saying, wait a minute. <laughs> Well, it's just they have to face the fact that if you continue to eat grains, it causes heart disease, weight gain, appetite stimulation. We know with good science, for instance, Patricia, that the gliadin protein, this is science performed by Dr. Alessio Fasano when he was at University of Maryland, now at Harvard. We know with good science the gliadin protein is the initiating factor in many autoimmune diseases, especially type 1 diabetes in children and rheumatoid arthritis and others. We know this with confidence. In other words, we've been told to eat a food that causes extravagant impairment of your health. So it depends on what your listeners want. If they're okay with taking three blood pressure medicines, having a heart attack at age 67, getting bypass surgery or three stents, uh, taking insulin and uh, having an amputation, it's all the consequence of diet. If they're okay with that, eat your grains. But if you're not, if you say, no, I don't want any of those things. And by the way, this does not mean you'll never have pizza. It doesn't mean you can't enjoy a cheesecake. It doesn't mean you can't have biscuits and gravy at Thanksgiving. You can have all those things. But we're going to remake them with healthy ingredients. We won't use wheat flour, of course. We'll use things like ground golden flaxseed, almond meal, almond flour, coconut flour. We use mm. flours and meals that don't cause health impairments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what about a bread that's made with almond flour? I mean, you, see, you even see, I've seen those mixes in the grocery store, you know, muffins, almond flour. And they're very expensive, by the way. I'm sure you know that, but they are. I mean, they're almost double what a, a normal big mix would be, but I've seen that. You know, almond flour muffins. That's one convenience. But, you know, I, I would urge people to get away from this idea that you're going to have to replace all those baked goods. Because what we do is have eggs and bacon for breakfast. 
have avocados, have a pork chop, have salmon. In other words, return to real food. And occasionally, maybe when you want a snack or you want to entertain friends or you have children or grandkids around, you can make those things. You can make a pizza. You can make muffins and cookies. But for the most part, those that's following this livestock revert. You know, I think it's testimony to uh, just how brainwashed modern Americans that they say, well, if I don't eat grains, what's left to eat? There's a ton of things left to eat. So in fact, uh, 99.6, people are surprised to hear this, 99.6% of human time on this planet was spent without grains. In other words, oh. grains were added, speaking uh, uh, anthropologically, grains were added just a moment ago in time. And by the way, when those first humans added grains to their diet, wild grains, not, cult, not the nonsense that has been created by agribusiness. That's another story. Modern wheat, something created essentially in the laboratory. It's an 18-inch tall, high-yield semi-dwarf strain. But even humans who first turned to wild wheat, einkorn wheat, that's the ancient ancestor of wheat, even then they had an explosion in tooth decay, a doubling of knee arthritis, mm. and numerous uh, deficiencies of minerals. Fascinating. Uh, Dr. Dr. Davis, before we go to break, I have a question. Um, What about quinoa, you know, which is supposed to be like a wonderful grain, or brown rice? Is it the same thing or is it different? So quinoa is not a grain, so it doesn't have a lot of the protein issues that grains have. It's got a carbohydrate issue. You know, there's a lot of essentially sugar equivalents in quinoa, so you've got to go light on that kind of stuff. You know, Americans are so ridiculously insulin-resistant Two-thirds of Americans now have insulin resistance. It could, can take the form of type 2 diabetes, pre-diabetes, fatty liver, high blood sugars, etc. Two-thirds of Americans, Patricia. And so mm. we've got to be careful. We want to mm. unwind that awful process because that's the insulin resistance is the situation that leads to not just diabetes, but dementia, heart disease, mm. hypertension, and numerous other conditions. So chemo raises blood sugar too much. You've got to be careful there. Rice is a what grain, if- and it shares some mm. of the characteristics of other grains. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fascinating. Really. I mean, when you really unpack this, I'm asking you a lot of questions about foods because I know my listeners are thinking, well, wait a minute, you know, I want to be able to eat. I want to be able to enjoy my food. And, you know, many people of different ethnic cultures who grew up on grains and weed and pasta, you know, of of one form or another, um, many different, you know, ethnic groups, you know, may listen to this and say, yeah, but I still want to enjoy my life. So that's why I'm asking you so many questions about individual foods, because I think that's where people are concerned, because obviously we want to be healthy, but we also still want to be able to enjoy food. Understood. But I will tell you, Patricia, the thousands, perhaps millions of people following these, these ideas uh, enjoy food. In fact, I think they enjoy food more. One of the things that occurs with wheat elimination is healing of the gastrointestinal tract, and your sense of taste is much heightened. And you're going to find, for instance, that almonds are sweet. And you didn't know that when you were a grain consumer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to, on that note, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back and I'll have our final segment with Dr. Davis. And we'll talk more about healthy bacteria, not healthy bacteria. What are some other things that we can do to, um, you know, to restore our health, to lose weight, to feel really good. And again, with Dr. William Davis, who is the author of the new book, Supergut, a four-week plan to reprogram your microbiome, restore your health, and lose weight. 
and he is the best-selling author, New York Times best-selling author of Wheat Belly and many other books beside Wheat Belly that, that are cooking cookbooks as well. All right, you're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice, and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's time to get real, discover who you are, and get the tools to navigate your life. It's time to rock your midlife with Dr. Ellen Albertson, the Midlife Whisperer. Your midlife roadmap is the blueprint you need to roll with change, transform yourself, and create a fabulous second adulthood. Get answers and solutions for whatever you're up against and transform problems into opportunities. Make your next life chapter your best chapter with Rock Your Midlife every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Join hosts Nav and Nav every week for Good Morning Canada. Our home is Canada, but our message and reach is boldly global. Our focus is on the alternative perspective, the hidden dimension, and the expansive horizon. Ideas are designed to be challenged, perceptions shattered, and information balanced. We invite you to visualize the converse viewpoint, dare to be inquiring, but always promise an hour of lively fun. Listen worldwide at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show Hi, everyone, and we are back. You are listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Program. And today we are talking to Dr. William Davis, MD, who is a preventative cardiologist, and he's author of the groundbreaking number one New York Times bestselling book, Wheat Belly, and his newest book is Supergut, a four-week plan to reprogram your microbiome, restore your health, and lose weight. And his plan helps you replenish the microbiome and eliminate those culprits that are depleting us of essential natural probiotics that maintain a healthy gut. Microbiome medicine is an essential part of good health, disease prevention, vitality, and longevity. Welcome back, Dr. Davis. So, okay, so so for those people saying, okay, I may not be able to eat much wheat, um, you know, or pasta or bread, but something you said in during the break is that once you start when you, you know, eliminate these foods and start eating other foods, you kind of lose this taste for them. Is that right? 
so when you after your withdrawal process, the opioid withdrawal process, you lose your taste for these foods. And you, you lose your taste for having skin rashes and joint pain and feeling awful. So people will often say it's just not worth going back. It's mostly convenience. So, and you know what? You can enjoy a piece of salmon and asparagus and an avocado. There's plenty of good foods that you can still rely on and not have to impair your health. Okay. What about meat? What about beef? So uh, a part of the issue of rejecting fat and saturated fat, which is nonsense, there never was any science behind that argument. So we don't worry about meats. Meats are fine. You know, so much of human diet is programmed into your genetic code. You know, if you didn't like the fact that lions tear open the abdomen of a wildebeest and eat its organs and meat raw, and you fed it spinach and kale, you're going to have a dead lion in short Mm. order, right? So there's a specific style of eating programmed into everybody's genetic code, uh, human and otherwise. And so if we look back at the three million years of human evolution, what did people eat? We killed things. We ate the liver. We ate the intestines, ate the stomach, ate the brain. We dug in the dirt for roots and tubers. We gathered nuts and berries and and, uh, other foods. That's what we should be doing, or at least the modern equivalents. All right, Dr. Davis, what would you like to leave our listeners with? This has been so insightful. What would you like to leave our listeners with about super gut and about health in general? You know, Patricia, people have extraordinary control over their health. But the last person you want to consult on how to be healthy is the doctor, because the doctor has pharmaceuticals and procedures and revenue-generating activities. But when it comes to just issues of health, this is something that your listeners have to take on themselves. That's what I try to do. I try to give people the message of how to take on health on their own without the healthcare system. All right. And, and how do they find you to learn about this, Dr. Davis? Tell us about your website and any courses you teach or anything. Yeah, I've recently consolidated everything into a, a main website. It's called Dr. Davis, Dr. Davis, InfiniteHealth.com. There's a blog, a very busy blog with thousands of articles. There's a membership site where we can have a two-way Zoom. I do that every Wednesday night. We do a two-hour session and talk over these kinds of issues. So it's Dr. Davis, InfiniteHealth.com. All right. And they can join this group as well. If they, if they want to get more information, yes. All right. Terrific. Again, and your book, Getting Your Book Super Gut or Wheat Belly, same thing? That's right. So all bookstores have have my books. Okay. And yeah, I really want to thank you for being on the program and to really say, I mean, what you're basically saying is that we can restore our health. That that's the message I'm hearing. You know, we may have to do some things we're not used to, but we can restore our own health. And the results, Patricia, truly can be extraordinary. Mm. Thank you so much for being on the program, Dr. Davis. It was an an honor to interview you on Wheat Belly years ago and now to interview you on Super Gut. All right, just stay (laughs) on for a second, please. So thank you so much. All right, everyone, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. For more information, write to me, Patricia, at patriciaraskin.com. If you're looking to do your own podcast and get your own positive message out there, I can certainly help you because I've interviewed thousands of people over these four decades. Also, if you'd like to get a copy of my newsletter so you can see these incredible guests that come on every week, including Dr. Davis. It's Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. And I'm on Facebook, Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources. All right, everyone, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next week, I'm Patricia Raskin. Bye for now.
Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.